3: Keep fighting. I mean, that's what this team is about. We never give up. We just continue to fight no matter what the circumstances are. And at a point in time, in that game, our backs were against the wall. It seemed like the game was over, but we just kept at it. Yeah, made plays down the stretch and came out with a win.
0: We all believe in one another um, and, and our coaches believe in us. Uh, he's going to put guys in position to, 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 to succeed to on the court. So I believe Evan Turner made great plays down there in the stretch. And of course, Isaiah hit some tough shots and Avery hit some
4: tough shots. So uh, guys just really stepped in and stepped up for one another. The Celtics pull off an unbelievable comeback and win 139-134 in overtime against the Clippers in the final game before the All-Star break. We got a lot to talk about here. Big one. On the Garden Report, powered by Grandstand on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome to the show. I am Jared Weiss from CLNS Radio. I'm joined by my confidant and good friend, Jimmy Toscano, rocking the horizontal stripes and pulling it off. I'm very impressed by this. It's another day. <laughs> it's another day in the fashion game. Uh, the Celtics came out looking fly as hell because they won 139-134 to 134 in a game that they clearly were going to lose Up until Isaiah Thomas just over the game again in a game in which Chris Paul was just was pretty much perfect the entire game. Paul like and he burned out at the end of that game. There missed some crucial shots and then Isaiah Thomas just made forty-eight minutes some of those classic Isaiah Thomas plays that are now classic because he's doing it like every single night. But the scoring like taking like a away fifteen-footer over uh, DeAndre Jordan Mm -hmm. on like a rainbow shot was that the one to tie it up? I mean he had so many incredible plays was, to get them was back Paul in this game. That's it really that right was. That it was really like was. He pushed off, got the yeah. separation, jumped back. And by the way, Isaiah Thomas, his broad jump is like crazy. It's like Jamie Collins-like on his broad yeah. jump. <laughs> yeah, probably. Listen, you said we saw we saw uh, vintage
2: Chris Paul. I think we saw vintage Isaiah Thomas. And what that means to me is a guy who can just score from all over the court. And I swear to God, every time he drives to the hoop, I see people collapse at like, for I don't know, some guy named DeAndre Jordan, for example. He still gets it in, he still lays it in. Somehow he just can contorts his body in these ways and just his being a lefty helps. Being a lefty definitely yeah. helps him. Because I think guys in the heat of the moment forget that he can that he scores lefty. That's his go-to. Um, but the guy is just coming through on a nightly basis now. And that's why he's going straight to Toronto from here. He deserves it. I mean he's 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 the main reason that this team. Is in third place in the Eastern Conference right now.
4: It's funny. I actually said to him as he was walking away after the game, I said, "Enjoy Toronto, man." He said, "I'll try."
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think he's a little—he's he's a little worn out from everything. I think he's overwhelmed, overwhelmed too. So
4: yeah. yeah. And everyone on the team has talked about how huge of a moment it is for him and for the whole team. Yeah. This is a team that I think feels really validated by having an all-star because of the way that they've been labeled and talked about. But they went up against a juggernaut who is you know, having their issues. And, of course, they didn't have Blake Griffin tonight, which, I mean, they, they haven't had you know, They him all without, year, and they've been good without, they've been him. without him. But they looked like a really good title-contending team, disregard the fact that Golden State is probably going to sweep through the playoffs. But right. they, they went up against a really great team with with one of the greatest players of his generation playing at his best and they came out on top because Isaiah was incredible and then Evan Turner just he pulled off some unbelievable stuff there he had that pull up where he kind of did the same kind of move that Isaiah did jumping mm-hmm. away from DeAndre Jordan hit that shot then he drives to the rim draws a foul and sneaks one by DeAndre Jordan and then he caps it off with a great fadeaway shot from was it from the right elbow to cle- to take what was the Celtics falling apart early in overtime, and they're, they're going on this six. incredible run yeah. where Soldier hit a three, Bradley hit a three, all of a sudden they're right in it, and then Turner comes in and takes over. I mean, that was an absolute clinic of late-game performance there, of having not only great shooting, but having some incredible iso ball. No, and and
2: these guys, they, they don't quit. We know this. I mean, if you've watched one game of the Celtics this year, you probably saw an example of them not quitting. I mean, and you've gotten three over the past five days, you know, you've got Cleveland, you've got Milwaukee, although they came up short, and then you've got tonight against, you know, and you have tonight, so here's the thing about Evan Turner, this guy flips the switch in the fourth quarter, not to say that he's a bad player through three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, he is, you know, it's either him or Isaiah, sometimes Bradley, they've got a couple options, but when the ball's in Evan Turner's hands, like, you're happy with that, you want that, and there's actually a point in the game where they were trying to get the ball to Turner, Isaiah didn't make the pass and Stevens called the timeout because he didn't like what was happening. He won the ball in Turner's hands. Sure enough, coming out of that timeout, it got in Turner's hands, he actually turned it over. But I don't agree with that call. I don't think that ball went off Turner's knee. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm making is, or the same point you're
4: making. He's been coming through in the clutch with them all year. And this is a guy that was almost on the fringes for a little while, but I think everyone forgot what Evan Turner can do. And you know, he has his he has he has some haters out there. He does, he does and they're it. never gonna go away. But one thing that they did really well with him tonight was they got him into mismatches. They were able to get mm-hmm. switches where he was able to put smaller guys on the block or take guys like DeAndre Jordan out on the perimeter, getting that, getting those one on ones on DeAndre Jordan. I mean, Jordan's reach is like incredible. Yeah. But the Celtics—they were going great, after Jordan. They did a great job of driving right at him and then popping back really quickly. Whether, whether it was Isaiah Thomas or mm-hmm. Evan Turner, they made they made use of that kind of attack at Jordan a lot, and that's how they got a lot of those buckets late in the game. No, and I, I agree with you completely. I mean, and this is th-
2: these guys—they're down. Like we said, they're down six. Was it? And you're thinking, okay, Marcus Smart fouled out. Jay Crowder fouls out. Jared Kelly Se- Linux shoulders gone. Kelly Linux out of the game. Amir Johnson looked to be a little banged up. I guess he was—he was—he had his back wrapped up on the bench. Jordan Mickey isn't in the game for some reason. <laughs> George, I mean, there's a Jordan lot of variables not here. not dressed. Jared Selinger comes in, drains a three. We talked about this. These guys—they. They, They are what Doc Rivers called, after the game, junkyard dogs. They keep coming at you. They play harder than you. They play tougher than you. They're not the most talented team out there. The Clippers have more talent than them. The Clippers, in my opinion, are a top-five team. I think they're the number-five team right now. I mean, if we're talking power rankings, Celtics are right behind them. But uh, coming into this game, I thought the Clippers were a better team. They still might be, but the Celtics outplay outplay you. What they lack in talent, they make up for in effort. And that is the difference. And that was the difference tonight.
4: And like Doc said, it's the tenacity and the athleticism. And they've got they've always got five guys on the court that can jump out at you. And they will They're stick with right you out of sheer will. And the fact that they did it at the end there without the guys that lead the charge on that and Crowder and Smart I thought was pretty remarkable. I agree. And it's it's a huge way to go into the break. So we're going to go to our break. We're going to come back for part two. We're going to talk about, of course, Paul Pierce. And then take a look at the, uh, the, truth. the future for the Celtics after the all-star break with a trade deadline coming up. Before we go, Grandstand play of the game, obviously go to grandstand.me or go to the app store to download Grandstand and you can be one of the fans in the stands using Grandstand. Let's take a look at what we found tonight.
5: It's a skill, you know. It ain't just everyone just can't do it. You know, there's guys that are energy players, and there's guys who don't play with energy. And this team has a, uh, the Celtics have a, a whole team full of energy players and talented energy players. So we knew that coming into the game, you know. And uh, they, they, at the end of the day, it won out for them. game and world, you know, everyone's belly. you know, and Paul was one of the guys, never thought of it, never wanted to do it, uh, and the fact that he was rewarded with a title, uh, I think of all our guys, you know, Kevin, Ray, Rondo, uh, all of them, baby, <laughs> you know, uh, Paul's the one to me, like, he's the one, he's the one yeah, that uh, we should, like, Really zero in our credit too, and give him the most praise because I think he's the guy that had to stand power and was able to do it. Yeah, it's only special when like, I step in the bar. Like, this is you know, my career. I spent 15
0: years here, lots of good boys, win a championship here. Special people, special it's special. It's
4: so, part two of the show will start off as the Paul Pierce tribute session. I feel like we've done this a few times before because we never know when. How long is this video gonna, gonna be? Four hours? Because
2: if we're doing a tribute, it's gonna have to. Be. Okay, we
4: condense it down three <laughs> minutes here. Um, it was special to see Paul out there one last time, especially with one last
2: Doc. Dude, one last time. First In the all, garden. Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa. I'm not ready to, okay, that. I'm so not ready for to one, accept that yet. Assuming that the NBA Finals matchup is at the Celtics for the I'm not ready, ready to campers. accept the fact that this is last year. I'm not ready to accept it. So he said before the game... He said exactly that. This could be our last time, but I'm not 100% sure. Dude,
5: that's, he's, been, yeah. he's been saying
2: that for three years now.
4: And I asked him again. I said, I hope I'll see you again next year. He said, yeah, we'll see. So he's 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 pretty clearly committed to not being committed. I mean, enough. he's it's, he's it's totally he's playing
2: in his backyard. I think he can go another year. He's getting enough money to, you know, this is just extra spending
4: money. And he's, I mean, he's still serviceable enough to hang on, but. Yeah, serviceable is a good word.
2: What do you he adds a lot off the off the court.
4: Yeah, so that that's the main thing. So with Paul Pierce, you see him transitioning into maybe mm-hmm. at least one more year where he's kind of a player coach, like Doc basically described him before the game, saying that Doc, that Paul is basically Doc's mouth out on the court. hmm uh, Paul, where were you when Blake Griffin was taking swings at
2: uh, employees? The <laughs> you weren't in the restaurant in Toronto. <laughs> you weren't out, you you out to eat with them that night. No, I'm just kidding. Not really though. But no, listen, Doc. uh Paul Pierce. Doc Rivers knows what he's getting when he gets Paul, when he has Paul Pierce he can be truthful with Pier- with Paul Paul's truthful back no pun intended actually that was not intended at I all I intended you to make that pun <laughs> yeah. um but Paul's been able to transition into this backup role because it's been happening over the past few seasons when he went to Brooklyn he was supposed to take more of a backseat to like Joe Johnson, Daryl Williams that didn't work out we all know that uh, in DC, you know, they got John Wall, they got Bradley Beal. So he's been taking a back seat slowly but surely. Now it's like a full on back seat. Obviously he has to play a little bit more now with, with Griffin out. But what he brings them off the court now far exceeds what he brings them on the court. I mean I know he was in the game late late and he was in the game in crunch time and Doc's gonna put him in the crunch time situations, but I don't think he's the guy they want taking taking
4: the shots at the end of games. But I mean it's they, they always ran a, good to see Paul here. They ran, a, they ran a deception play to kind of stunt towards him like they were going to give him that shot, right. which was a fake to get a switch. He did miss a three CP3 late. got the switch on Evan Turner, but he ended up missing that shot at the end of regulation. And he did, yeah, he did get that shot. And that's what they want him in there for, is for in the playoffs to do what he did for uh, for Washington last year. We had yep. that, that fadeaway and three Brooklyn in the corner. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been doing it forever. He can still
2: do it. You still have to honor his shot. Yeah,
4: you do. You have to charge out on him. He can step around it. He's still valuable. But
2: did you think? Did you think that tonight he
4: seemed any different in, in the sense that maybe it was his last time? I mean, he was—he didn't have it on the court like I was kind of expecting it. I, he just—he seemed kind of a step slow tonight, no, more yeah. than he has throughout the season. Um, when they th- lost, he left
2: the court like high fiving like all the fans that were still there. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone was still there, but all the fans that were trying to get by, he was—he was showing them love. I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if he's just taking it all in because he still doesn't he's probably just because he still doesn't know i mean the fact that he didn't stay there
4: and soak it in the way like kobe Bryant has been doing um this isn't a paul pierce retirement tour yeah it definitely does not have that feel Um, or was kgs didn't even play let's pivot into the celtics and what's ahead for us now so the okay. Celtics are one of the probably along with San Antonio and Golden State the hot and Toronto the hottest teams in the NBA. I mean they're Fair. they're playing at an elite level right now. Yep. They lost the Milwaukee game, but that was that because game. of Avery Bradley making a silly foul after Jared Bayless made a silly foul. So I mean that game that game kind of canceled itself out. They have won Bad quarter. Yeah. They continue to win against different types of opponents. Playing different strategies tonight, they had a pretty crazy game where they had you know lots of guys foul out, Olenek getting fouled, and they were able mm-hmm. to adapt. This team's depth has finally been figured out by Stevens, contorted by Stevens, to not be an unnecessary burden, but rather a pretty, a pretty well like well refined strategic advantage. So they have a ton of draft picks to move, but they have a lot of players they can move. If you're they making do. a move, what is it, and what are you using? I'm not. I don't think I'm touching like 1 through
2: 11 here. I really don't. I really no, don't. 11 I, even.
4: 11. Yeah. Or, you know, because
2: here's the thing. Every guy, Brad Stevens utilizes, like everybody in his rotation is so important. You know what I mean? There aren't, there aren't these guys that you, you can really, they're expendable. I mean, think of a guy like Evan Turner. I mean, obviously he's not a guy that they would consider trading, but six man is important. Sullinger, Olenek, these guys coming off the bench, even Jarebko is playing better now. If you take like one piece, sometimes that doesn't that doesn't jive with the rest of the guys, especially if they're playing their best basketball right now. And I don't think Danny Ainge is trying to really mess with a good thing. I also I also what we do know about Danny Ainge is he's not going to just make a trade for the sake of making a trade. He wants to win the trade. Last year was a no-brainer at the deadline to get Isaiah Thomas for a late first-round pick and Marcus Thornton who was just kind of there. He was he was just kind of there.
4: They don't miss him that way. They either.
2: don't miss yeah. him at all. They don't need, you know, another shot checker guard. I mean, Marcus Thornton's a serviceable guy, but they didn't need him. I don't know if that situation is going to present itself this time around. And if it, if it does, maybe. But it, who's the Marcus Thornton of this team?
4: Uh, Evan Turner, technically, right now, but he's a no, lot guy. Evan Turner's way, very, way... Yeah. Evan Turner's not going anywhere. Well, let's, I can I mean, tell you that. Although, let's not forget that Thornton was actually playing fairly well in his role, but they don't... But the Celtics were also have, in a different place. Sure, they were. Um, which is the difference, I think, this time around, which
2: is why I don't think they do anything major. Now, if David Lee wants out, maybe they figure out a way to get him out. If he maybe, wants out. Yeah. Maybe they buy him out, whatever it may be. That's end of the or out of the rotation type move. I don't see anything major happening. It would have to be like, but then again, the NBA is nuts. The NBA mm. trade deadline is crazy. I don't see a superstar that's going to be available at the deadline that was going to make the Celtics run the risk of ruining uh, the good thing that they have. Now, the offseason is completely different story, but going into the trade deadline, I think they stand pat 90% of
4: their team. Okay, so here's, here's I think, the most I'd say, what you feasible think? scenario. So, Al Horford is the guy that I've been targeting for the entire season for this team, and it sounds like Danny Angel is agreeing with that, because apparently they've been kicking the tires on a deal surrounding Horford. So, if they want to get Horford... you got to give up a lot, though. They you got to give up Lee. You're going to have to give up Either or both Solinger and Zeller. Zeller doesn't seem like it's much of an issue because it does, there's, doesn't. You seem haven't to be given a ton up of anybody of value yet. Yeah. Well, Solinger is the guy he's of value. a guy. We agent, saw it tonight. Though. Yeah. Well, he's someone that they might want to resign. And then you're going to have to give up a lot of draft picks. So you're going to have to give up probably this year's first round pick for the Celtics and the Dallas pick. So they still have that Brooklyn pick. though. was obviously they're not going to move the Brooklyn pick for a 30 year old really right. good player who's a free agent to be. And then you're probably going to. There's a chance that. Atlanta is going to want that Memphis pick that, even though it's years down the road, it could be actually coming be to fruition with a team on the like, downward slope what, of their pro- progression. Yeah. So that's a pick you really want to hold on to if you can, but it, it doesn't kill you if you get rid of it. So. Getting out Horford. So you're kinda of fl- you're kinda of sliding in Horford in place of Sollinger. Basically. Upgrading there. And you know, and Horford isn't the three point shooter that Sollinger is when he's really on, and we saw it tonight Solinger hit that crucial three. But Horford does all the things Solinger does better than Solinger does, and he's a much better defender. And Soldier is a good defender in a lot of ways, but Horford I mean Horford is one of the best so players Ainge makes at that position. Ainge makes that move with the with the hope that
2: he's gonna gonna re sign Horford. With the question of do you resign him? I mean the guys you make want, that
4: move unless the guy's gonna want twenty-five million dollars next year. But you don't, you don't make that move unless you're you're trying. committed to pay him the cap. Right. You know they have Thomas locked in, they have Bradley locked in, they have Crowder locked in, they have Smart the on this rookie deal. Up. The cap's going up. I mean, you gotta you're gonna have to throw the money at somebody. Right. It makes sense to do it at Horford. If you're interested in Horford, if you know you're gonna be interested in Horford in the
2: offseason and this, and you see an opportunity to trade for him and kind of show him Boston, and you know Al, uh, Al Horford is a good friend of David Ortiz's. So there's an in right there, two Dominican guys. Yep. I think David Ortiz. You get big poppy on the phone. The I'm, I'm sure David Ortiz would be on the phone if, if somebody in the Celtics put a little word in and said, "Hey, get, convince this guy to uh, <laughs> to enjoy it here or something. Stick around for a bit." Um, that's a good. That's a good option. You're not giving away any cornerstone players. Not that they really have any, but you're not giving away, uh, you know, any top top of the top guys in this team right now. Um, it's something that Danny Ainge would probably really think about. And you're not definitely not going to get rid of any of those Brooklyn picks for somebody like Horford. Mm-hmm. Keep those for a megastar, or you just if there's a guy you like. In
4: the draft. And frankly, if Horford was 26, it wouldn't make sense. But he's going to be 30. Your only in, your advantage you, of keeping well, him. What, to if the him say, you, what if the Hawks just say, "Well, you need to take Corbett, You need to take Teague too. They want to give. The, they want to package these guys." You can take them. None of those guys are worth giving up that Brooklyn pick for. No, they're not needle movers. I hate that phrase, but they're not. So, and also Teague, after we saw what well, we saw out of Isaiah Thomas tonight and what Marcus Martin has been right, doing. they don't need a point. Not really right. an interest, or well, Avery Bradley as well. No interest in Teague. Right. Horvath, obviously, the more shooters, the better. All right, that's going to do it for us here. We're going to be gone for will two they weeks. Do, will
2: they make that trade?
4: The Horver Next trade? show we do. Is, is Ralph Horver going to be on this team? I think so. Whoa! I, I really think it's. I don't happen. think so. I mean, I from the so. Celtics' perspective, they absolutely can make that deal happen. It's really just a matter of are the rumors How that Atlanta much really do they wants want to move to. things, you know, shake things up, and it's really just does Atlanta think they can keep Al Horford, or is there uh, does Al Horford have some injury concerns we don't know about? I think the Celtics Atlanta's think they can sign it. Al Horford without trading for him. I think so. uh, they they probably could. Yeah, maybe but maybe. they have a lot of assets they can cash in on now that can put them at the advantage of re-signing him after he was already on the roster, which gives them some negotiation advantage, so I think they would do it. Okay, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, we'll be back in two weeks. Jimmy, hopefully, will be here for that game as well. Um, Should be. In the meantime... We'll make that happen. So, you can find me at CLNS Radio, at Celtics Blog. I also host the WEEI Celtics Podcast with Sam Packard, who's always on the show so we're gonna have some great stuff He's probably in bed right now probably hopefully it was his birthday today so let's hope it so. was it was well, yeah happy birthday sam. happy birthday sam uh actually coming out thursday evening we have an interview with evan turner we finally got him on the podcast and we'll have kyle draper a guy you might be familiar with also know, on know that know kyle so it's gonna be good we'll have a trade deadline special next week on that and then also on tuesday we're gonna have another guest so Just plenty of plenty more action there and then what do you got going when, on over no nothing but when
2: you said evan turner reminded me of my nickname for him, but i'm gonna hold off i'm going to give it when we come back in the the next show like the next time
4: all right so, we'll leave you with uh, maybe the greatest gift ever of Evan Turner. You can
2: find me on Twitter, Jimmy
4: underscore Tiscano. Oh, yeah. You can find That's me it. at CLNS underscore Jared Weiss. Uh, so, we're going to leave you with the greatest gift of all time. Evan Turner, oh, yeah. Hotline Bling GIF, created by our uh, currently departed uh, producer, Kyle George. Okay, fine. I'll give, yeah. the, I'll,
2: I'll give the, uh, the nickname now since we're doing it. So, the, well, in the video, it says fourth quarter above Turner. Uh-huh. What's Evan Turner's number?
4: 11.
2: When does he come through for the Celtics? In the fourth. In the eleventh hour. When you need him at the very oh,
4: end. Oh, okay.
2: Evan Turner, okay. the eleventh hour. Let's get that one
4: going. That's better. I thought it was going to be like a four one one joke or something like that. No. That's so better. All right, no, good. I'm, ba-
2: I'm a little bit better than that. Right. The eleventh hour. That's The eleventh hour. Sweet.
4: That's, he sounds like a like a mysterious vigilante superhero. Yeah, he comes 11th through the in the eleventh hour. Evan oh. Turner came through for the Celtics tonight. All right. That, I like that. I like that. So let's sign off here for Jimmy. For Jeremy behind the camera for the eleventh hour Jerry Weiss for the eleventh hour. Bon voyage. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. I know when
0: now i one line blink. <laughs> Being a role player instead of the superstar three years I've been there since I've been in Austin, so you know as you get older you just kind of kind of find your own know, uh, line of stars on the team and, uh, as you can fit in. That's what I'm trying to find. Mr. Labs, you're finally here. It could know, so, oh, it. uh, well, be, uh, you know, I'm not 100% sure what you know, like, I'm actually doing. Like I said, two years i and taking it away. It's always special to be uh, I said the first question, not all the questions. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's always special like, to step in the car. Like, this is you know, all my career. I spent 15 years here, a lot of championship here. And, uh, special people, uh, special people, special, special building. Oh, step on do you yep. talk to Kevin a lot, and what do we talk to him about? What's that like? um, usually, when we talk about his it, family, <laughs> you know, but Kevin's doing good. You know, he's asking me if this is it for him. He's still, he's undecided. But Kevin said he's going to return the last five years in a row if he's come back. So, uh, don't know, he's playing, uh, you know, we, we stay in good contact. It's got a lot of respond to guys. Are, How weird is it for you to come back To an arena for Five minutes ago Doc just said You're the guy Of all the guys Who deserves the most credit For what happened here Back in the lake uh, The last day. What does it mean To come back here to Experience a game in a Disney It's happened The well, gonna, last three years and It's saw the special place uh, so I really appreciate what I you know, not only on the court, but off the court, you know, I uh, just embraced, you know, the city of Boston, the culture of, you know, basketball, maybe things like that I was able to do. The so they appreciate that. So, you know, it's a special. We've come back here, obviously, before, but is it any cooler, weirder weird, than weird, it's big and, and any being with Doc uh, back in Boston? I think the weirdest part is just being on this side of the bench, really, this side of the locker room. You know, the locker room is a little weird. You know, I used to walk into this building, taking steps and you know, making a ride instead of the night, you know, I said, you know, it's fun that I get to enjoy it, you know, it's going to be the last time I went out. Well, how is has God changed with the uh, over the years? You know, he's losing a lot more hair <laughs> you know, than voice is getting more hoarse. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. How has your relationship evolved with him? Just, you know, over the years, just, we just had a great understanding of going and running and able to communicate a lot of everything we have you with know, each other. So, uh, you know, we have a great relationship. Uh, you over, said over the summer where you kind of thought about here a, a little bit when
1: you were deciding
0: where to play. Who was that? Did him in <laughs> I don't know. I had to change. I did run into Danny this summer. And, you know, he always looked to me. You got to the boards. So, uh, but I think, you know, the most part of family around. After that, women, you know, also, you know, kids, you know, very warm, and, um, the and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also, the career of being a doctor and also to have a chance to team that's the best of So, you know, you factor all those the you know, big that, that that all goes on so, so, the
4: Did the talks with the Celtics ever get serious?
0: Um, you know, I just, not, not, not so much, you know, I just were a rebuilding team, you know, young and up and coming. You know, I think you know my career here, you know, has you know ran its course. You know, I had a great career, career here. here. I mean, fifteen long years. Uh, you know, work as you ask for. the were able to win a championship here, you know, so i have had my time. you are talking past about maybe coming back here, working for the team. Still talking about that? i just keep all possibilities open. You uh, know, that's an opportunity that presents itself, I would love to. Um, you know, it's a class organization, what um, they, they, they've been able to do uh, with Steve, you know, they're great owners, got a the great young core, got a the great young know, so maybe I'll find a way to see the future.
1: Is it good to get right back on the court after one like last night when you were held so far back just a test you? Uh, it's one of the. I think it's one of the benefits of playing and coaching in this league is you have to move on to what's next regardless um, you know, we did a pretty good job of that when things went our way the other sure. day in Cleveland. And, you know, see how we respond today. Obviously, um, really tough opponent, um, you know, I thought our guys played great in the fourth quarter to give us a chance to win and just came up a little bit short yesterday. What's the key to
0: putting this team response to well the secondary back
1: there? do will talk a lot about it. You know, game's on the schedule, expected respect to perform and be a pro, and um, excuses aren't a part of that. So we don't talk about it. You know, we, we made it a big um, you know, point of discussion early on a few years ago about, you know, hey, well, let's 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 be the best at, you know, not making excuses and, and just trying to uh, play well. And so that's the way we've gone about it. So we, I don't think we've mentioned back to back much other than saying we expect to be very good on the second night
0: back to back. Okay. So,
1: Yeah, again, that's Jay and Ed, and then I get told whether or not they're available. So that's, you know, I don't think Eddie would would risk that. Obviously, when you have a a twisted ankle, you know, at any time, that could twist again. Uh, But that's with anybody. Um, but they'll take every precaution, you know, he wouldn't be in that. He wouldn't be on the court if they didn't if They didn't both think that he was okay to do that. Yeah. They've got an appreciation for the guys like Doc and Paul,
4: and this franchise uh, uh, that uh, Russell
0: well made. What sort of significance does it have to be?
1: You know, I think it's it's one of, the, one of the fun things about coaching in Boston is seeing the... Passion for all of the, the former players that come through, and, and certainly, you know, and coaches. When you see when you see a guy like Paul, who's going to be a first-ballot Hall of Famer, and, and all that he meant to this to this franchise, and continues to mean to this franchise, um, you know, it's it's amazing, and it's it's fun to see the reception they get. And you know, Doc's been one of the better coaches in this league for a long time. He's had a you know a great career as a player and a coach, and you know, to be able to experience what those guys experience together. Um, here is really special, and you know, um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is is watching those guys enjoy going back uh, and watching the reception that they received. talk you talking about taking from other coaches a lot, trying to implement the way you're doing. Anything you've seen uh, stolen or taken from Doug? You know, I'm, I can't like call anything specific, specific, but I'm sure there is. I mean, every, everybody that I watch. That I've, every team that I've ever watched, as a coach, I've stolen something from, um, or tried to run a play that they run, or tried to do something that they do. It doesn't always look as good when Reddick's not running off that screen, um, or you know Chris Paul's throwing a lob 15 feet in the air to DeAndre Jordan. Um, but it feels good on paper, and it looks good in theory. Um, but he's, you know, he's one of the best at drawing stuff up. He's great at getting his guys to play. Um, he's really good. I don't get a chance to see them a lot just because of the you know, we only play them twice a year and uh, for whatever reason our schedule has been such that we haven't seen them play as we get ready for other teams a lot. But you know when I do certainly you know you're always looking at stuff he does. He does a great job. You the the right. clippers lead the league 99. To at LU's and the at L.U.s, and you guys the team to
4: what do you guys do so well? Easy uh and what do you have to do for them?
1: Well, I think there has to just be a team-wide commitment to protecting the rim first. Um, that's really hard because what these guys will do is they'll put you know, Chris Ball uh, with the ball. They'll have Paul Pierce, uh, Jamal Crawford, and J.J. Redick standing around the lob. So who do you help off of? Like, what do you do? Um, you got to change up how you're playing. you got to be into the ball. you got to impact the ball. Um, the reason that their offense is flowing so well is because you have all that skill around the rim rolling. you DeAndre Jordan's rolling, and you got three guys that can't shoot standing there. It's not as effective. So it all works together. It all works in concert. It's a, it's a heck of a team. Um, you know, team and a hard team to guard. You win uh,
0: Tonight's the last game before the break. this this any other importance to playing well and getting ready?
1: Playing well is important each of the next 28 games uh, as we get ready for the end of the season. You know, and you guys know that it's been around me a lot. I don't, I don't hopefully deviate a whole lot game to game. It's about this next game, it's about trying to play good basketball as a team. Uh, we didn't do enough of that yesterday, although we did it at times exceptionally well. It uh, we just came up a little bit short. And, you know, The challenge is great tonight. You know, Last year we didn't even, we didn't have a prayer against these guys. They would beat us 35 here. So uh, very tough team for us to play against. And you know, if we don't play well, it'll show itself. Brad, you have eight days off after tonight. Do you have any plans uh, other than watching a lot of film? I'll watch. I'll watch uh, to get ready for the three West Coast teams that we're playing, or the three teams in the Western Conference that we're playing on the road. I'll, I'll delve into us a little bit more um, and you know look at how we can improve for the for the stretch around here, the last one third of the season. Uh, and then you know I think our guys and us, it's all important. to – take a deep breath, this has been quite a stretch in January and early February that we've been on it. So I think being able to get to to rest a little bit, get mentally freshened up is important for, you know, it's important for the coaches and the players.
3: a ball game for the team. Uh, like you said, two All-Stars, I guess. <laughs> when, do you guys, I mean, I you guys, you've had a good time. When he's having a game like that, does it
2: kind of
3: get you going, Oh, no doubt, because, I mean, he's one of the best guards in the world. And I mean, you always want to play against the best players in the world. And yeah. as a competitor, you're, you're, um, you should want that. And I'm, I'm all for challenges, and I'm all for going against anybody. Yeah, how do you feel getting called up? uh, And that's that's like a dream come true. Like I mean, I couldn't tell nobody this story and they really believe what's happening right now. And that's how that's how my life's been. So it's it's first off a blessing from God, and and it's just something that I've worked so hard for. It's finally here, so I can't wait. Jay's, Jay's yeah. fouled out, Marcus yeah. fouled out, Kelly's out of the game. What do you guys do know, Put stands, things like that? It's key fight. I mean, that's what this team is about. We never give up. You just continue to fight no matter what the circumstances are. And as, at a point in time our, in that game, our backs were against the wall. It seemed like the game was over, but we just kept at it. And made plays down the stretch and, and came out with a win.
4: How fired up are you for this weekend? Oh,
3: I'm, I'm tired right now, actually, but... I think when I get there, it'll be fun. Um, other than what happened before the game, where they showed me my jersey, like it really hasn't hit me yet. So I think once I get there, I'm just gonna take it all in. I said, did you take an elbow to the face, or yeah, you know? you know, that was last night. Oh, I was like, Greg Monroe got me, but once, um, yeah, that was towards the end of the game. Yeah, and off. A little bit. You and Chris have moving to for the forward. Can you talk about this kind of how you use Nick. Um. Just, I got invited to his camp when I was in college, like the top college point guard in, in the country. And we, we met from there, and we were working out together. And then every summer after that, I would go back to his camp even you know, two summers ago, when I was um, when I signed with the Phoenix Suns, I went to go work out with him. He's just been a, a, a good mentor of I mine. and somebody that I could talk to about about anything, about, and he's, and, he's, and he's not just a hell of a player, but a hell of a person. Did you
4: know you were taking the game over there in the fourth
3: quarter? No, nah, Did just you feel it. it just I just honestly I just wanted to make plays, you know? And they were switching a lot. So when they when I seen DeAndre Jordan on me a few times, I just wanted to take advantage of that matchup.
0: What does he do? What,
3: what kind of how is he at the rim? you see there was a couple times we saw him tonight and kind of said, Okay, we reset here. Um I mean arguably the best defensive big be in the in the league, he's long athletic and you gotta, you gotta go in there strong or he's just gonna it's gonna be a block party. <laughs> and um, he got me a couple times, but knowing me, I'm gonna just continue to go at him and continue to try to have different types of finishes around him and keep him guessing. Then you're a big basketball fan. So when you take a look around the league, you see the Kings struggling,
2: you see the Suns struggling. Does that kind of make you a little bit more appreciative of the situation that you're in now? It, to it
3: does, it does. Um, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad I'm in this situation and we're winning and we're in the playoff hunt. Yeah. What
1: do you think he I mean, to go on the road and win at Cleveland, to win this
4: kind of really emotional overtime game as an elite team? What does that say about you guys? About it
3: says a lot. It says a lot. I think last night we would have won if we went in overtime. I mean, it's just, this team's mentality is no matter what the situation is, we're not going to give up. We're going to keep fighting until there's no time on the clock. Yeah. I think that's what makes this team special. I didn't
1: like day, you caught yourself a basket. Head, you're some stuff. Yeah. Before. Have you seen a better game on TV than the one you just
3: played? No, uh, nah, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. I mean, this season I haven't. So it was, it was definitely a special game, and it was a game you want to be a part of. With the stretch you
4: guys have put together now, 13 and 17, there's still a lot of
2: speculation. You guys can make another move to improve you guys even more. Where do you kind of see where you guys are at and what you want to see? Trade
3: in the next um, we're at a solid solid area right now um, the scary thing about it is we can we know we can yeah. do better we know we can play at a higher level and um, we need this rest we need this all-star break to, to get away from each other and, and just enjoy the time off and, and get back to it when we play utah next week so i'm excited about what, what's going on here and we just we just got to continue to put our foot on the pedal
5: Um, no, I haven't so, um, When did you find out? Just now so, uh, You can just talk about basketball if you want to I don't want to talk about that
3: Doc, you guys played a lot of minutes um,
5: Yeah Hard
0: legs
5: at the end Yeah, I mean, but they they, they just played so hard and, You know, um uh, you know, we, we missed free throws. I, I thought it was the offensive rebounds down the stretch. You know, we knew Brad was going to foul D.J. on the free throw line, and uh, then we didn't box out, and they got, you know, the one offensive rebound, and then they got two more, which led to three. So um, I thought they deserved the win. You know, it wasn't a very, you know, for two great defensive teams. You know, I don't know what happened on the night before all-star break. I think our defenses went on break, both of ours before. So, What do you think of Isaiah? He's, he's great. He makes big shots. He's tough to guard. I've never seen a little guy that makes, other than Sput, maybe, that makes, uh, is living in the paint. You know, uh, most little guys have been three-point shooters, which he is. But you very rarely see one that gets in the paint and makes shots. And, and he does it consistently.
3: Chris played, I think, what,
5: about 48 minutes? Yeah. point the second half, were you thinking? Yeah, I, I should have taken him out. That's too many minutes. Um, you know, he had it going so well, he wanted to stay in, so I just left him in the game. So, you know, obviously, if I had known, had a crystal ball, I knew we were going to overtime. You know, I thought that's where his missed free throw for just he was just exhausted, so. Did to have some kind of injury? Yeah, but I don't know what it was. You know, I, I think he rode an ankle, JJ rode an ankle, and we're running out of guards, Yeah. What, what's
0: kind of your assessment of
5: where you guys are in Dallas? Love it. Right here couldn't be in a better place, you know. Um, we factor in the injuries and, you know, especially to your top ten player, you know, and what we've done, uh, I'll take that all year, every day, and, you know, so it's nice. You talked about in this free throws.
0: When you see J.J. ball, Chris, those types of guys, yeah. that's kind of when you know they're a little
5: winded exhausted. Yeah, at least I'm hoping that's it. You know, we're going to have DJ shoot the Tex at some point, you know. <laughs> I mean, my God, he was the best free throw shooter down the stretch for us, so. Um, You know, listen, they missed a couple too, so it was more. I just thought... They got to every loose ball. They're so they're so athletic, and I just thought their their athleticism uh, won out at the end of the day. When you
1: look at, when you look at Jay Crowder, I mean, does he remind you, physicality wise, and what Paul was in this prime?
5: He reminds me of another great Marquette basketball. Player. I knew he did. what reminds <laughs> me. Of, I don't know what order I would put them in, uh, but I mean, it's amazing when you look at those guys. You know, uh, Jamie and I were talking there, assistant uh, before the game. You know, you think about him and Dwayne Wade and uh, Jimmy Butler. I mean, they're just the same guys keep churning out from that program. Um, It's pretty impressive. And Jay is just one of the toughest, mentally toughest guys in the league. And and it's a great example. You can be tough and mean and a great guy at the same time. You know, that's that's what you like about him. Double OT win for Marquette. They beat Providence that all that's pretty good yeah that's the second time they beat providence got so.
0: uh, chris has it going like that offensively is there any you just kind of let him do his thing
5: yeah i mean you stay out of his way yeah. and let him score I, it, it was too many minutes though for him there uh gary i mean we I, I really didn't have a place to turn so uh-huh. i just left him in but i thought at the end of the day that might have hurt us Um uh-huh.
0: You guys have San Antonio and then Golden State. Yeah. Right after the All Star
5: game. Can I enjoy break, Brent? Then you know? How do you feel about that schedule? I'm fine with that. We had to play them at some point. Yeah. You know, like you know, this the West. You know, we're done with the East on the road. I don't think we have another East Coast team uh, left on the road. So um, it's time to play teams in the West, and uh, you know, it'll be good for us, even without our guys. You know, um, hopefully, obviously, JJ and Lance will be ready for that. Um, obviously, Blake won't, Austin won't, so uh, we'll be missing guys, uh, but it's been like that all year for us, so we'll just have to figure out a way of winning those games anyway.
1: Is it frustrating for you knowing that Celtics play hard, they scrap all the time, and that was kind of the difference in this game in the
5: end? No, I mean, that's who they are. You know, playing hard is, is a is a skill, you know. it ain't just Everyone just can't do it, you know. There's guys that are energy players, and there's guys who don't play with energy, and this team has a, uh, the Celtics have a a whole team full of energy players and talented energy players so we knew that coming into the game you know and uh they they at the end of the day it won out for them did this feel like a bit of an old school game 122 all in regulation yeah back when danny ainge in those old days when danny played yeah yeah but that you know you think about it we averaged back then 100 attempts a game both teams you know i don't you won't ever see a team with 100 attempts anymore you know i don't even know if we got there today in, in overtime you know and that, that that's just amazing when you think about it but um <laughs> But it is. I like that. Yeah, you know, I wish we had to play a little defense. Dogs the Celtics
2: beat the Caps last week they beat you guys. Yeah. Does this seem like a team that, you know, we look like
5: real contenders? Yeah, they can make a run. I mean, uh, listen, they're not scared of anybody. They got a bunch of junkyard dogs who can play. I mean watching the growth of Avery and, and Jared has been phenomenal and they got guys that can play. If you don't you better be ready when you play them or you're gonna lose to them. Do you still root for the Celtics when you're not playing them? all the time. Um, and I listen <laughs> Because I, I mean Tommy is my CTV. So uh, I mean he really is and you know it's funny when I was coaching here I, I, you don't watch games with sound much. Now that I'm that you actually get to watch Tommy. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's awesome. So I love him and you yeah, know I, I love these guys. I want them to do well. Not tonight uh, but any other time uh, I want them to do well. You should listen to him, watch this game back, listen to him with the sound right on Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear him tonight because <laughs> there were some deuces <laughs> down this stretch. So I'm sure it was it was crazy. Hey, listen, I'm going to, you know, the, the Monty Williams and his wife Ingrid, uh, I've known them since they were married. So uh, I don't know if... <laughs> There's no words. There, there really isn't. I am uh, heartbroken, I'm sick Finish. to death, and uh, once again, it puts this stuff we there. do in perspective. You know? So, um, this is this is awful. You know, and obviously our love and our support and all that, but uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't seem fair. Uh, it, it, there's no better human being in the world and money and injury and for this to happen it's just sometimes you question everything and this is one of those times for me at least so um, thank you guys
1: I mean, he made uh, huge plays in overtime. Um, You know, we felt like we could post him a little bit. We felt like we could isolate him a little bit. Um, They were switching different guys on to him. Um, You know, sometimes we weren't calling timeouts because of those matchups that we thought we had that we thought were good for him. Um, And he made great plays late. I mean, a lot of guys made a lot of plays. I mean, considering we had some guys on the bench, fouled out, Kelly, gone from the game a game that you really couldn't play big because of the way that they stretch it and and their shooters on the floor. So we were pretty limited and our guys did a great job of just kind of grinding it out. Any update on Kelly? The only thing I was told was that he subluxed his shoulder and went to the um, New England Baptist for x-rays. Coach, you always talk about you know, wanting to see resilience on the team and how to respond to things when they don't go well. Going down you know, six points on free throws must have been a frustrating thing for the guys to see them come back in that situation. must have been uh, you know, something they really went for. In the team. Yeah, I mean, we took the we took the um, the interesting strategy of intentionally fouling Chris Paul, um, which I told Jonas. I mean, I appreciated his effort to get there. Um, <laughs> but you ran the wrong guy over. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, our guys just kept, kept going. and You know, luckily we, had, we fouled them on the first three possessions, so there was still 333 left, you know. And um, so I, I thought that we had some plays that I'd like to have back that are a hard team to guard. Um, you know, chasing J.J. Reddick around all game is not a, not a fun thing to do. And then Chris Paul and Jamal Crawford just hit incredible shots when we were up ten. I mean, they just kind of kept them around. And then when they took the lead, I mean, I thought our guys showed a good fight to get back in it. Uh
2: Brad. You guys had some trouble with turnovers recently, and tonight I think you just had ten, and none in
1: overtime. You know, second game of back to back What what were guys doing? So sixteen to two in the first half, I think. Assisted turnovers, so that was good. Obviously, we got had a few. In the- Second half, we threw a couple of passes at the start of the fourth quarter that um, were the right read or the right idea. They just didn't connect. Um, you know, I you're going to have games where you turn it over a little bit more. You're going to have games where you handle it a little bit better. But the you know, the less turnovers we can have, the better for our team. I think that's a huge um, indicator of whether or not we're going to be successful. Coach, for someone who didn't get the opportunity to watch this game, how would you explain it to them? you know back and forth I thought I thought we made we made great plays um, on offense uh, I thought we really struggled to guard them I mean you saw at the end of the game we had five guards basically in there on the last play of regulation guarding um, you know we just decided to switch the DeAndre Jordan pick and rolls late with that group and take our chances with him on the glass instead of having to rotate and cover and help and recover and all that other stuff and um you know, we kind of thought going into the game that we might do some of that, but I didn't expect to have to do it. Um, and then whether we played one big or no bigs, we were pretty good at the end. Brad, uh, going to the break here, you guys won 13
4: of 17. Obviously, a lot of, you know, trade deadline next week, a lot of speculation in terms of what you guys will or won't do. Just where do you see you, where you guys are at, where
1: you can get better, and do you... You always talk about stability and continuity. Is that something, given how you guys are playing, you know, you'd like to kind of ride it out with this group? Well, you know, I trust I trust our front office to make the right recommendations and the right calls to help our team. Um, but I think it would have to be something unique to to continue to help our team. I think that you know we've got a lot of future flexibility. We know that. And, um, and, uh, and at the same time, we've got a hard-playing group of guys, and um, we can get better. Uh, we have to get better defensively, get back to kind of guarding the way we want to, and then we have to limit the turnovers and continue to search for good shots when things are going poorly or well. And so there's a lot of room to improve with the group that's in there. And so my focus will be on that. Um, I will respond um, any time that – You know, they want to talk about um, anything that's going through their minds. But, you know, we haven't had any of those conversations. Nothing nothing of substance. And so um, I'm sure that that will pick up a little bit as the trade deadline gets closer. But um, I'm not anticipating, you know, not anticipating my phone ringing off the hook maybe like in the last couple of years. Coach, two quick things. Talk about Isaiah's game and some incredible shots. Also, uh, going into the overtime, was, he was scoring. Did you, were, you, were you thinking that you needed somebody else, obviously, Isaiah, that's a big shot, but somebody else to do some scoring? Um, you know, I just think Isaiah's played a lot of minutes, and had, uh, they're going to pay a lot of attention to him. Um, Smart was out, so, you know, they were going to have Redick and Paul on... Um, on uh, Avery and Isaiah, so that meant that Evan was going to be guarded by one of their forwards unless Crawford was in the game, and, and then we could post a little. But um, Evan just got going. He hit tough shots, uh, but he hit shots that we've all seen Evan hit, and Evan likes that moment. I mean, we've talked about that before. Evan, Evan is uh, very fond of the big moment, and he, he can operate in the big moment. Isaiah and Chris Paul battled back and forth the whole game. What was your take on that battle and how Isaiah handled it? I'm mean, going to enjoy watching him in the All-Star game. I didn't. I mean, I liked. I liked watching it kind of tonight, but Chris Paul was so good. Uh, made so many great plays that uh, we didn't have much of an answer for him. You know, we, we tried again. You know, he's so good at coming off that screen and finding either the open guy on the perimeter or the roller, and. Um, that we were forced into some defenses that aren't ideal. And, and uh, he's a really good player, but they were both put on a show. And it was pretty special to watch. Coach, seemed to be a
2: little bit more emotion tonight, almost more like kind of a playoff like atmosphere. Uh, do, you guys,
1: do you think you guys are better when you're playing with that emotion? Guys like Smart and Crowder are kind of bringing the energy. Yeah, you know, I think we're pretty consistent in that regard. I, I have not, I've not had a, a problem with our effort. Um, we haven't played well all the time, but we have. You know, we've had games where we have played well. But, I mean, we've we've been pretty consistent in fighting, and pretty consistent in, in you know, encouraging others and, and being good teammates and all that other stuff. And um, you know, it's another you know coming back and you know, coming back from Milwaukee last night. That one's done. Um, to come back and play 53 minutes tonight and figure out a way to win was a good thing. Thanks. Thank you both. Thank you. That would be great.